Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee along with Escanaba and Houghton, Michigan. Let's start something. RemyBattery.com. By Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com. And by Flow International Utility and Recreational Trailers, where the rubber meets the road. F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L.com. I'm Dan Small, and today, a Lake Michigan fishing report. Pheasant hunting at Cackle Creek Game Preserve, and marathon man Jeff Kolodzinski sets another fishing world record. So stay with us. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, presented each week by Pappas Trading Post, southern Wisconsin's leading Matthews and Mission archery retailer on Highway 14 west of Arena, and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. You hear this feature each and every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, on our podcast on LakeLink, on iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us once again from the Trading Post is J.C. Chamberlain. J.C., thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us back again. Yeah, well, Wisconsin's archery season opens on September 18th, and for many broadcast listeners, that's today. So, uh... Guys and gals, if you're listening in your tree stand, better pay attention. We don't want you to miss an opportunity at a good buck because you're listening to us. Goodness sake, yeah. But uh, assuming that they caught it early on the podcast or are listening later, what advice have you got for early season hunting? Uh, early season, um, I typically don't hunt a lot of mornings. Um I would say afternoons are usually king. <laughs> uh-huh. um, just seems to be easier to get them on a pattern anyway. Um, but with what it looks like we're having for weather there, I would definitely say, you know, water holes this year should be uh, pretty good spots. Uh, you know, if you have a alfalfa field that's a week or two old at the most, um, they usually draw in quite a few deer and, uh, apples are, are probably king at this point. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, so uh, if you're hunting an orchard or if you found a, a lone apple tree, a wild one in the woods, those those can be really hot. Absolutely. I mean, the other thing actually this year too, um, at least from being in the woods here recently, it seems like the acorn crop is quite good this year. So um, that would be another thing, you know, getting any of those oak flats, they're can be very, very good this time of year. Yep, I I have heard that from others, and I was walking around uh, on our place here, and we got a few big oaks, and yep, we got acorns on the ground already. Well, um, you and I off air, we were talking about the weather. It looks like for the next, uh, this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we're looking at 80-plus here in southern Wisconsin. That'll make a big impact, won't it? Yeah, that should change things quite a bit. I mean, obviously they're they're used to the temperatures now, but um, typically you always kind of want to have a cold front if you can get it. But yeah. uh, this year looks like we're going to be on the hot side. So, you know, that's why I would say, you know, water, especially if you have it, you know, near bedding or near, you know, oaks or, or alfalfa or something of that nature anyway, um, should be, you know, pretty good spots to, to intercept one for sure. Yeah. Okay. And what about moving a stand during the season? Uh, some people 
find themselves uh, doing that because they're fidgety or they just they thought they had a hot spot and suddenly it isn't and they got a portable and they want to move it yeah i mean i don't really think it hurts to do that um you know obviously most recent information is, is going to be the best mm-hmm. um i think it's one of those you kind of have to know what you set the stand up for as well um if it was just purely because it looked like a really good spot um you know, if you're not seeing anything early, you may want to have it around, you know, if you have another stand at your disposal to, to use, um, you may want to leave it there until closer to the rut, because um, things are going to change quite a bit between now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, otherwise, especially early, I don't think it hurts to bounce around a little bit. You know, those first week or two, you know, if you bump, you might bump a deer, you know, then there's still a really good chance that it's going to stick around. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you, as you get later in the season, you know, I still wouldn't feel bad about moving one during the rut because you just never know. But uh, it seems like you get too far into the season, they start getting smart pretty quick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, we've been harping on practicing all summer here. What about practicing during the season? Uh, it's still a really good idea to continually, you know, shoot arrows. If you can, you know, you might not shoot as many arrows. Um, but I would try to shoot at least as often as I did, you know, in the off season, um, you know, at least once or twice a week, um, more if you can. And then, you know, even three to five arrows is plenty. Um, it's just something to kind of keep you, keep you in the groove and keep everything feeling, you know, familiar and automatic. Yeah. And when you're practicing, of course, no matter when you're doing that, you have an opportunity to, Check your bow or your crossbow and make sure everything's still functioning the way it should, the way it did last time you used it. And what if somebody finds they need repair or accessories during the season? What kind of turnaround time might you have? The turnaround is, is getting better. Uh, we're probably, you know, on the outside if we needed to get parts for, you know, for the bow, if something did actually happen to it. Um, probably looking at a week and a half, maybe two. Um, if it's just something that just needs a slight adjustment, something like that, you know, probably a couple of days at most. Uh-huh. So, okay. Okay. So things are starting to straighten up a little bit. I mean, the situation is, is hard to tell, but, um, you know, for sure within a week we should be able to get it back to you. Yeah. Do you recommend lubricating um, uh, the, uh, the wheels and uh, anything else that might be moving on a bow? So with the axles and stuff now, most everything is going to be a sealed bearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wouldn't be moving any of that. Um, in most cases, it'll actually make things worse rather than better. Uh-huh. Um, you know, as far as the string goes, you still want to keep, you know, pretty diligent about that. Uh, keep an eye on it. You know, wax it at least once a month usually. Um, you know, the, the other stuff, that stuff should be pretty much ready to go. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, if you're a crossbow shooter, there's rail lube that I learned about the hard way by shooting a <laughs> hundred arrows and wearing my, uh, hundred bolts, wearing out my string. You guys put a new one on there for me, but, uh, that rail lube is, is critical, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, that's really that friction point between the rail and the, and the string. Um, you know, with the crossbows, they're moving at such a high rate, such high poundages, um, It'll wear through that serving pretty quick if you don't um, be pretty pretty diligent about that. Uh, those, you know, we usually recommend about every ten to fifteen shots for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, boy, that's almost every time if you're doing any amount of shooting. If, uh, if you're doing any, yeah, if you're doing any considerable practicing and stuff, um, you know, definitely it's going to be just about every time you use it. You yeah. know, during hunting season, probably do it a little less just because you're in and out, not probably not shooting it quite as much. Yeah, and, you know, an accident nobody wants to have happen, but I'm sure somebody who's listening to this will do this at some point this season. You nick your string with a broadhead. Yeah, that's a, you didn't get it replaced. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be one of those things that it's really not uh, ideal by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but um, turnaround time should be pretty quick and, you know, in most cases, if you get a tiny, tiny nick, you know, it would be one thing if you're like, hey, I'm going to finish this sit, um, but I would still get it taken care of as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah, and don't just think you can uh, wax it up and be done. Nope, uh, that stuff, yeah, it's not good. Peeps won't rotate. Uh, it throws all kinds of things into the equation. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, now, next time, uh, you're going to be somewhere out west uh, on an elk hunt, right? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I'm heading that way here pretty quick, and uh, my brother and I are going to go out. We're going to see if we can't get him one, and then I'll work on getting one myself. So, so you're going to be uh, generous and let him have the first shot, huh? Well, he was generous enough. He's oh. waited uh, about 11 years now to do this. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and he shared some points with me to allow me to do it. So it uh, definitely is his, his first go, for sure. Ah, well, cool. And this is Wyoming? Yeah, it'll be in Wyoming, correct. We'll be actually in the Bighorns. So. Wonderful. Okay, well, we'll expect a report when you get back there. All right. Hopefully I'll have some good stories. Yeah, very good. Well, before we let you go, store hours now that the hunting season's open? Uh, it's going to be the same, so Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturday, 9 to 5. All right. Well, J.C., thanks so much for that report. Uh, good luck to you on your elk hunt, and uh, we wish everybody who's going to be bow hunting and crossbow hunting real soon uh, this weekend and, and beyond, uh, good luck out there. Be safe. Wear your harness. All that other good stuff that, that we all know. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you when you get back from Wyoming. I look forward to it, and good luck to yourself. All right, thank you. J.C. Chamberlain with the Madison Report from Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 just west of Arena and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio right after this. If you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. See, we've got new listeners now joining us in Little Falls, Minnesota, starting this week. We'll air every Saturday morning right after the 7 o'clock news on Your Country, 92.1 FM, WYRQ. So to everyone in the Little Falls area, welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network, and thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. And if you do, tell your friends to tune in as well. Well, Jeff Kelm joins me once again from his home in Wisconsin Rapids. Uh, you've been doing tournaments uh, again, haven't you? 
Yeah, have been uh, on the road. We got uh, another one this week, but last week we had the Fall Sturgeon Bay Open Bass Tournament. Uh, we had uh, 45 teams out on Sturgeon Bay uh, for what ended up being pretty rough bites and rough conditions. It got pretty mm. windy throughout mm-hmm. the day on Saturday and uh, uh, churned up quite a bit of water and and uh, was tough on those on those bass anglers especially. Um, and uh, but winners took home. Uh, uh, just about $3,500 in cash and prizes. Ron Heim and Brandon Monger. And, uh, Ron is, uh, uh, the, uh, husband of the owner of Pamps Outboards in Green Bay, Wendy oh, Heim. So, sure, sure. um, uh, Wendy was very excited. She was on, on site. Uh, Pamps happens to be a sponsor of the Sturgeon Bay Open Bass yeah. Tournament. So yeah. she was, she was pretty happy to have a good showing. And it's her son-in-law that, uh, that fishes with her husband. So, uh, it was a good family showing for them. And then um, we only had 26 teams out of the 45 weigh in, so it was definitely a tough bite. Wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely a tough bite, especially for Sturgeon Bay smallmouth. But mm. uh, this week at Cass Lake, uh, Masters Walleye Circuit, final regular season event of the season for MWC. Mm. All we've got left is a, um, a World Walleye Championship at the end of the month. Then my season is done, Dan. I can turn my attention to deer hunting then you can focus on the deer yeah are you ready for deer hunting i am got uh blinds up cameras up uh got uh all kinds of things going on this year trying to some some new stuff but uh getting myself set up so that uh, robert and i can spend some time in the blind together yeah and for new listeners robert is your what he's eight now he's eight and uh you know i've considered doing a mentor hunt with him Uh, i think Mm -hmm. we're I, I don't know. I, I think I think we're gonna go one more year, one yeah. more year, and and uh, we may try it out. But uh, cool. But he he does like spending time out with me at the farm and, and in the blind and stuff. And we're gonna do it again this year. He's been going since he was uh, four years old. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Well, uh, finding any mushrooms when you're out there? You know, I I am I. Don't know that I could ID all of them. Uh, I, I'm yeah. not a I'm not a big mushroom eater, so I don't pay attention much to it. Yeah, well, uh, they say there are bold mushroom uh, foragers and old mushroom foragers, but no bold old ones. So uh, <laughs> it's best to be be careful. We've been finding oyster mushrooms, and they are a shelf mushroom that grows on. Dying or dead trees. We found them on willow, ash, elm. I found them on uh, aspen logs lying on the ground. What an incredible banner year. I must have found 10 pounds uh, in the last, after each of the last couple of rainfalls. So eating a lot of fresh ones and drying some for future uh, consumption as well. Well, coming up, we've got some exciting interviews. Uh, Jody Kale. He's the owner of Cackle Creek Game Preserve. He's going to invite listeners to hunt pheasants, quail, and chuckers at his place in Ashburn, Wisconsin. Marathon man Jeff Kolodzinski, we've had him on the show before. He talks about his new fishing world record set on the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Uh, it's a pretty moving interview, I think. And the last report of the season from Captain Dumper Dan Welch on Lake Michigan fishing action off Sheboygan. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. 
Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. You'll enjoy good old-fashioned pheasant hunting at Cackle Creek Game Preserve in Ashapen, Wisconsin. Cackle Creek offers guided and do-it-yourself hunts for pheasants, bobwhite quail, and chuckers in cover ranging from grasslands, creek bottoms, and marsh to sorghum and a variety of grain fields. Or book a tower shoot for your group event or charity. Let the good times fly with good birds, good cover, and good old-fashioned pheasant hunting at Cackle Creek, online at cacklecreek.net. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 39 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or CargoMax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer's on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. It's time now for an update on Lake Michigan fishing in the Sheboygan area, sponsored by Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store, located on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan and on the web at DumperDan.com, and he's also on Facebook at DumperDan Sport Fishing Charters. And joining us one more time, the last report for this season from Sheboygan is Captain Dan Welch, Dumper Dan himself. Well, Dan, thanks for joining us. Oh, you betcha. And I'll tell you, Dan, we're in summer go. It seems like we just did a report here that as of, like, May, and it's already the end of September. I mean, summer just flew by here. Unbelievable how fast I went this season. Yeah, and it's been a good one for you, hasn't it? It has. It's been it's been awesome. I mean, the fishing's been great. Um, the, the customer base. I mean, we're just packed full with people and fishing and lodging in our store on the riverfront. Uh, just a great you know atmosphere and, and good times. Weather. It's been one of our tougher years on weather, as you know. I mean, we've had a lot of wind, um, a lot of wind and 
in the whole Midwest, not just uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin, but all over the place. I've been here, and it's been breezy on and off. But when we get out, it's been good. Um, fishing's been there. The fish have been there to be caught, and it's been fun. I mean, it, it went quick as usual, and uh still hard to believe that it's almost, you know, October knocking on the door. But uh but you can feel it in the morning, uh the weather, because it's been pretty cool the last few mornings, and fall is definitely in the air. Absolutely. Now, I imagine the kings are, the big kings are moving in or already have, right? Yeah, it's been real hit and miss with them, Dan. Uh, my guys have been out every day and, and we love fishing the fall run by the harbor. And, you know, like, uh, last couple of days we didn't get them. Um, one before fish a boat, and then we had a motor out deeper to find, you know, two and three year old smaller salmon, steelhead, lakers, coals, what have you. So there's fish around, don't get me wrong, but, the harbor's been real, and the weather and the wind has been a lot to do with that, you know, because you, you get a lot of wind, and it, it stirs that harbor up and changes water temps, and they just don't bite as good. And then once you get stable, calmer weather, you hit them good. So the harbor's been a decent place from time time and time again here every fall season, but this year it's been real sporadic. So we've been kind of playing that card and, and fishing in there most of the time, but when they don't bite, we head out and look for fish, and that's what we've been doing in the fall, and, and it's been good. So we've been coming in with some good numbers and a few big big fish uh, as well. Are they uh, up in the river then? They must be already, huh? They are in the river. In fact, and I know a lot of guys that do kind of river fish. You know, some of my employees do and a few of my friends do. And they sit up at the first dam at Kohler. There's kings up there already, but they're not that thick yet. And that's kind of what I just mentioned. They just haven't come in in full force because of the... The water temperature changes in the wind. So, and we've had lack of rain, to be honest with you. So there's not a big mudline coming out of the Sheboygan Harbor drawing these fish in. So there are some fish up at the dam. There are some guys fishing in the river and catching them. Uh, but it's been a real hit and miss, you know, for shoreline fishing and river fishing. And, and that being said, Dan, they're, they're still coming in. So, yeah. I mean, this could go well in October. So don't, don't put your tackle away yet. <laughs> How about the Browns? The Browns come in this time of year too. They do, too. They come out the Coles and the Kings, and, and there's been a few of them around. In fact, we've got a few nice browns um, the last few days, too, trolling the harbor and inside and outside the Sheboygan breakwaters. So um, there's been browns around, and, and again, them, too. You'll see them, you know, late fall season here, so uh, pop up here and there. So, like I said, just keep an eye on it, and if people want to still get out in their own boats, on the piers, on the jetties, look a charter with us. Um Definitely, uh, there's some good fishing to be had yet. We just got to keep our, our eye in the wind and the weather, that's all. Yeah, okay. Now, we mentioned your condos briefly, but you have uh, a number of condos, uh, and they're open year-round, right? Yeah, they are. I have uh, uh, condos in my building, you know, at 676 South Pier Drive, right on the riverfront. Uh, we got our store, our charter boats there, condos right on the Sheboygan Boardwalk. Um, and then I do lease some condos, too. I have some next to me, and and some on the beach over uh, on the lakeshore, too. So um, I do a lot of condo lodging along with charter fishing in our packages. But that being said, I also uh, rent these out, these condos, too, to people that, that don't fish, you know. And, and uh, we do have, actually, Dan, um, a condo, I think, I believe, two open yet. If anybody's looking last minute for a place to stay during the big golf tournament at Whistling Straits, Straits which is the Ryder Cup, so you might want to give me a call quick on that we have a couple open if you need a place to stay for that whole week or just for a few days um 
But we do have access and then availability to condos besides just fishing here, too, at Dumper Dance. Uh-huh. Well, before we let you go, how can people get a hold of you if they want to rent a condo or still book a trip or just talk fishing? Yeah, just call me. I answer the phone 24-7. Um, you'll talk directly to me, Dumper Dan, at 920-377-1147. That's 920-377-1147. Check out our website, DumperDan.com, and always our Facebook page, Dumper Dance for Fishing Charters. But, uh, Fishing to lodging to just stopping in the store and checking out our, 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 our apparel. We have a lot of different uh, hoodies and hats and shirts that we do sell in our riverfront store. Stop and talk fishing like you mentioned. Any of the above. Uh, check us out. Um, and like I said, if you're looking for a last minute place to stay for the tournament, the Ryder Cup, we do have two condos open yet on the riverfront now here in the next week. All right. Well, Dan, it's been great talking with you every other week uh, all summer long. And, and like you and I both said at the beginning here, hard to believe it's over. But we will keep tabs and see how you do through the winter. And uh, I hope we can do this again next year. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, Dan. We've been doing this many years, and I like to keep everybody updated. And I do got to thank everybody for following us. I, I do get a lot of calls and people come into the store and, and just say it's great to hear us talk on the radio, you and I together. And we've done TV shows together for decades and we've obviously the radio broadcast show us. So it's great to have a follow, you know, following of people that listen to us and, and definitely want to hear what's going on on Lake Michigan. So I, I thank everybody for that. Keep it up and we'll definitely be back next year with you on, on the radio show here. And then also maybe we'll, you know, touch base in the winter a little bit too with, couple different things we're doing in the off season all right well dan thanks so much and uh folks if you want to get a hold of him 920-377-1147 or dumperdan.com best way to reach him dan thanks so much we'll be in touch oh you bet you have a great one dan thank you yeah you too dumper dan welch with the final lake michigan open season open water fishing season report from the sheboygan area but I'm sure we'll talk to him again before next season, uh, next May, when we launch this series again. Uh, his website again, DumperDan.com, and on Facebook, DumperDan's Sport Fishing Charters. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at DanSmallOutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small, and you know, I'm always looking for a new place to hunt, and I had a chance to hunt at Cackle Creek Game Preserve in Ashapen, Wisconsin, on a rare mild day last December when we were shooting some video footage for a new show that you'll hear more about in the coming weeks. And I was impressed with the cover and the birds and the new clubhouse there. And joining me now is Jody Kale. He's the owner of Cackle Creek Game Preserve. And by the way, they have a website. It's cacklecreek.net. Well, Jody, uh, thanks for joining us and welcome to Outdoors Radio. Oh, hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. Now, I understand this is your 10th anniversary there at Cackle Creek. It is. It's been a, a long, tough haul to get this far, but uh, we've been making some pretty good improvements and strides forward every year. Yeah, and um, 
I, I really liked your new clubhouse, and I understand you've got more. Uh, actually, you've done some more buildings since I was there. Yeah, I built a bird cleaning facility, so you can come in in uh, a heated building with water and electric to clean your birds. I also have a dog wash facility as well. Okay. Now, let's talk about uh, what you do there. Um, you're uh, a hunt club, basically, but you uh, you also raise birds for people to um, to use themselves, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys will come out and do some training work so they can come out and pick up some quail and take them to go, or they can train on the farm. I have a, a couple of fields out that are conducive for, for training young dogs and such. Yep. Okay. And Bill Zimmerman, who um, introduced me to uh, you and to Cackle Creek, um, he was with us that day when we did the, the shoot. Uh, and, and he pointed out something that I, I didn't know until I, I got there and heard about it, um, is that you really, you do a lot with quail, don't you? I'm one of the few producers in the area, so I've been getting very busy with the quail, and it's a lot of work, and I understand, I'm realizing why other people don't want to raise them, because they are a finicky bird, um, but it just takes a little more time, a little more understanding, and, uh, uh, I've been raising, oh, about 10,000 over the last couple of years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, that day we hunted quail, and, and I was impressed. I've I've hunted quail before, as I think I've told you, and uh, had some bad experiences with birds that just didn't get up and fly very far, but your birds did. So, um, you know, I, I was impressed. Um, well, talk about your cover. Uh, we only hunted a couple of fields there, but you've got more. Yeah, I have seven different fields for this year, uh, anything ranging from sorghum fields and corn strips with some sunflowers. Uh, I have my latest field is uh, a pasture, and it's it's very nice quail cover. Uh, it's only about knee high, and there's lots of little brush pockets around. So it, it almost thinks you're like you're in miniature South Dakota out there. It's about 25, 30 acres, and really nice quail hunting habitat. Uh-huh. And you were telling me uh, that you you uh, plant your corn in the sorghum, and explain how you do that and why. I put corn in the sorghum for the winter months. When it gets to be January and it's cold and there's snow in the ground, uh, even if birds get pushed right off the property, there's no other food around. Uh, everything is all snow covered, so they'll come right back into my field, and they'll be feeding in those corn rows. Uh-huh. And they, they use that for cover as well, right? Oh, yeah. It's, I, I don't like too wide of corn rows, only about 20 rows. That way you get a guy on each side, and they can pretty well push that through without having too much trouble. Um, and then anything less than that, then the birds don't feel comfortable of really hanging around there either. So it's kind of a 20 rows is about the right number. Uh-huh. Well, and, and you offer uh, guided hunts if people don't have dogs, right? I do. I have my son. He has his dog, Luca. He's a five-year-old human short here, and he's just in his prime right now. Uh, we have him out hunting and, and guiding, you know, every week. And I do have uh, several other guides that come out, and if I need them in a pinch, I can just give them a call, and they're all very good certified guides as well. Uh-huh. But if I have a dog or, or several dogs, um, I'm welcome to bring them? If you have your own dog, you're welcome to bring them. Matter of fact, most people do. Uh -huh. so a lot of people like to bring their 
Yeah, even even just a, a a couch potato. Bring them on out and uh, give the dog some exercise. You know, it's good for, good for the dog. And, yeah. And if you don't have a dog, give us a call. We can certainly you know set up a guide and hunt for you. Yeah, I I was uh, I had to chuckle and I was impressed with Luca. We came into the clubhouse. And he was pointing, I don't remember now whether it was a mounted pheasant or a, just a, uh, you know, a sculpture. What was that up, up high in the? Oh, that was, I have stained glass artwork up in the, in the, oh, the, the partition between the, yeah. the two rooms in, in the clubhouse. And it was kind of funny when you walked in, he was, he was pointing at the pheasant on you know, stained art, art glass. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the first time I've seen a, a, a dog point a stained glass pheasant. But hey, it looked like a bird, and he said, I'm gonna do my job. <laughs> Nothing gets past Luca, put it that way. <laughs> now you also offer tower shoots, you were telling me. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be a new thing for us this year. I put up a tower a couple years ago. And haven't used it, but now this year we, I got several power hunts already orchestrated. Um, the last couple of years I, I just couldn't really do it because of uh, the lack of birds. So this year I, I made sure I had more birds available and we do some, uh, you know, bachelor parties, guys would come out and have a party with that. Uh, otherwise we've been doing some, uh, some veteran hunts with some disabled veterans that come out with tech chairs. So I, I, I like to, like to help anybody that wants to come out and hunt. Now, for folks who've never participated in a tower shoot, how does that work? Well, there's a couple of different ways we can do it. Um, like for, for the disabled veterans, they kind of line up. They kind of watch which way the wind is going. They'll kind of line up and keep things safe, kind of in a parallel line. And then they just kind of pass shoot. So, and then they kind of, they, they'll change the order. So like I said, the first guy will get a shot and then the second guy, second guy get a shot. Um, otherwise you can, you know, everybody can line up on one, uh, one side and just shoot. Or I've seen where you can, uh, have, uh, you can have positions surrounding the tower out about maybe 100 yards away from the tower, completely surrounding it, have, you know, six to eight stations around it. So yeah. It all depends what everybody wants to do. Yeah. And, uh, this is, um, something that I've seen at other clubs as well, and it, it kind of simulates the driven hunts that are common in Europe, doesn't it? Yeah, I've seen a couple of those on TV where they will release, you know, two, three, four hundred birds, and they just kind of fly over the top of the crest of a hill, and everybody's kind of lined up waiting to shoot them. Uh-huh. Um, I, I have a 30-foot tower, and... You know, I would think anybody that wants to shoot would be lined up around the tower or in the the downwind side, mainly, and and just get to shooting that way. After the hunt, you'd go out and do a field cleanup, so you'd do a field hunt after the tower shoot. Yeah, so you actually get two opportunities: uh, the, the passing yep. passing birds, and then uh, scratch hunting, as they call it, uh, when the birds have uh, landed in fields. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now you told me also that next year you're going to expand even more. Yeah. Next year we're planning on building a, a dog grooming and boarding and training facility. I'm still working on permits for that, but that's going to be another major addition for Capitol Creek next year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And uh, for folks who don't know where you are, where where exactly are you located? I mentioned Ashapen, but some people don't know where that is. 
Yeah, well, we're located on Highway 67, and it's approximately 13 miles north of Oconomowoc. So Oconomowoc is between Milwaukee and Madison. Yep. So if you Google it and use your Google map, you should find the pin up on Highway 67, and I have a sign right there by the road. Yep. Yep, easy to find. Yeah, you just uh, head north on 67 out of Oconomowoc and watch your odometer, and you'll you'll know when you get there. Well, Jody. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jody. I appreciate you taking time to talk with us and tell us about your um, your location and what you offer folks. And uh, I hope to get out there again uh, this fall. Uh, it's been a while. It was uh, last winter. I was out on a, a really mild day. I was impressed with. We just got lucky that day in, uh, with the weather. Um, but uh, I'd like that to. That was get... a magical day. Yeah, it that was. was. In a lot of ways, it certainly was. We got a, we got to hunt with Bill Zimmerman and his uh, uh, pointer uh, Otis, who's uh, still with him. I understand the dog is uh, about twelve years old now. Um, that was yep, I I saw Otis just a couple days ago, and he's still still alive and kicking. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, Jody, thanks so much, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. I hope. Sounds like a plan. Thanks so much, Dan. You bet. Jody Kale is the owner of Cackle Creek Game Preserve. It's located uh, about 12, 13 miles north of Oconomowoc on Highway 67. And uh, their website is cacklecreek.net. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the years. Thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. We invite you to our newly remodeled Milwaukee retail store on the corner of 43rd Street and Lincoln Avenue. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids, Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or the waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. 
Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. You know, last weekend there were events across the U.S. in remembrance of the nearly 3,000 people who died in New York and elsewhere on September 11, 2001. All of those events, of course, were special, but one stands out as unique. And joining us now to talk about it is Jeff Marathon Man Kolodzinski. He's the fishing brand manager for Johnson Outdoors. He's probably best known for his fishing world records, and for the past, uh, we're not sure how many, we think 14 years, he's done a 24-hour fishing marathon, uh, attempting to catch more fish by hook and line, in a 24-hour period than anyone else has done, and he does hold the world record, certified by the Guinness Book of World Records at 22,143 fish. He's actually caught more than that, but that's another story. Uh, this year's marathon was conducted from 9.11 p.m. on September 10th to 9.11 p.m. on September 11th, and you see where we're going with this. It was pretty special. His website is marathonmanfishing.com, and Facebook page is the same, Marathon Man Fishing. Well, Jeff Kolodzinski, welcome back to Outdoors Radio. It's been a while. What a marvelous uh, intro. Thank you, Dan. It's really good to be back, um, and it was good to be back fishing. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, um, I, I love our country, and so many people do, and I, I've always struggled to say, how do I... Be a good citizen. How do I be appropriate and help the people around me? And I've always, uh, I wish I were more talented, like I could sing or build a building or a statue, but I can fish a little bit. Yeah. And so I've kind of taken that talent uh, and steered it in a way that I can partner with people and raise resources, awareness, to help a number of people groups uh, that are really special to me. One of those is our military and their families. Uh, the other group is our first responders. And um, I wanted to... Uh, take a special time of remembrance after the 20th, upon the 20th anniversary of 9-11, to try to pour in and give a message of encouragement to those groups. I wish, I wish that I could do something, and God will, and I hope he is someday, that I could do something on the scale that would affect all of the the families of 9-11 and all first responders across the country. Not there yet. Uh, So so my, you know, a smaller endeavor, a, a more localized event, a regional event, and um, I uh, was able to uh, fish for 24 hours and better the world record for most fish caught in 24 hours this last Friday night and Saturday, September 10th and 11th. Yeah, and my goodness, you know, uh, in the setup for that, um, Teague, who was with you uh, on, on the live Facebook feed, said you had to catch two fish per minute for every minute in 24 hours plus 100. And... You had never done that before. You were close, but <laughs> you know what? Dan, it's, 
I'm glad I didn't hear him say that. Oh, I heard it. A little bit now and just, yeah, I, I thought, my gosh, I'm, okay, so so how did you do that? Uh, we'll we'll get into the, the you know the why and and the where where the fundraising went, but how do you set up to do that kind of fishing? It's special tackle, isn't it? It is, and, and obviously, you know, you sort of have to begin with um, the, the water and the fish. You have to have a lot of fish. Uh, typically, for me, the panfish. I love the bass fish. I love the snook fish and tuna fish, right? Um, but those are the most larger fish, and you can't catch a, a lot of those. So I typically do a panfish. Now, this event started on Lake Minnetonka in, like, 2006, mm-hmm. and the fishing was great um, until this last weekend, spoiler alert, and the year prior, um, that was still that public water of Minnetonka of all the 14 years or so. It would be about 12 of them. Now, that was still the number one uh, number that I had was 2,654 fish that I caught on, on Maynard's Dock on, on Lake Minnetonka. Sure. Um, but wherever you're at, you have to start with a lot of fish. Uh, I was at San Cody Lake property uh, in Spring Bay, Illinois, near Peoria. What a fantastic family-focused fishery. Uh, they've got a trout stream, they've got a number of lakes and pitch bass and trout and whatever. In this back small lake, it was teeming with panfish, bluegills, mm. hired sunfish, green sunfish, and uh, they like to eat little grubs. And so I used some live bait, a balanced, uh, still gold metal float, um, a 10-foot pole, um, and 10 feet of line. And that was it. Uh-huh. The entire time. So I, I baited the hook. Unhooked the fish and, and rinsed and repeated, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty remarkable. Did you catch anything besides panfish? Any surprise, a bass, pike, or, or bullheads, or whatever? <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. This is the first year that I have not. Ah. Every year there is this, you know, surprise, uninvited guest. Typically in Minnesota, it would be a pike or a muskie. As I'd be lifting one of the small bluegills up out of the water on the pole, I would just get annihilated by a pike. Yeah. Um, and heart stopping and so people you know wonder how do you stay awake well sometimes it's that and this year was uh, coffee by the folks at black rifle yeah. <laughs> to find out to help the support the event that i was able to uh, stay caffeinated throughout so that's how i did it and that's kind of how i stay awake too. yeah yeah and when you had some help from a young girl in her lemonade stand a young lady named layton who uh kept you hydrated and and, uh, and others too because it was pretty warm you know, it was the sweetest thing. So here's a young girl. She's nine years old. Um, she said, I have an idea and I have a vision, and I want to help these people out. And so her vision, Dan, instead of her, – hers is a lot more rational than mine. Let's just begin there. Uh-huh. Uh, I was bettered by a nine-year-old. It's, uh, you know, it's often that way. But her vision was to have a lemonade stand and sell lemonade, and she did. And that young lady raised like 270 some dollars. Wow for the first responders and film military families just by selling lemonade. And when you say she helped me, honestly, um, she did. It was an inspiration to me to see how a young person could see how important it is to help other people at that young age. Uh-huh. And say, I'm going to lean into this. And whatever gift I have, right, hers was being adorable and selling lemonade. Mine is being a smelly fisherman and catching fish. Yeah. Um, I really go with her. Her, her. Hers is better, but... Um, but she leaned into it, and it was so wonderful. She had her on the live feed. It was broadcast on Facebook Live for all 24 hours, and she warmed my heart. Uh, what a wonderful gal. Yeah, well, that 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 was uh, a, another special moment in your in your 24 hours. Now, you did break the record. You caught how many fish total? 
The final number was 3,186 fish in 24 hours. And thank God I got it done early. I did not expect that, Dan. Mm. And so, you know, when I was coming up to the end, I let the crowd know because there's a massive crowd uh, on the bank. Sure. And I said, hey, you know, when I get this last fish, it's really more of a solemn moment. I know that you want to celebrate, as do I, but I'd like to take a minute of silence. And I caught the last fish, addressed the crowd, took a minute of silence, and then just had a message of encouragement, gave them a prayer, and, and let them know how much I appreciated them, that we had reached our mark of, of, of catching 2,977 fish, one for every died, uh, one who died on 9-11. But I, I was overcome with conviction, and I thought, well, I can't stop now. I promised that the mission would be from 9-11 p.m. on Friday the 10th to yeah. 9-11 p.m. on Saturday the 11th. And I said, you know, when the first responders went in the Twin Towers many times, they knew it was going to happen. They didn't quit. And, you know, for me, um, I wanted to, to see that through. And I said, I'm going to continue to fish out in the next hours uh, so that we don't quit because they didn't quit. And uh, I looked around. Um, as a grown man, I, I was teary-eyed, I saw grown, battle-hardened men from combat weeping. Hmm. They turned their, they turned around and had to walk away and compose themselves. Mm -hmm. It was the most moving thing I've ever been a part of, Dan. That's amazing. Well, now, it was a fundraiser. You had a goal of uh, $100,000 to support, now what charity is it exactly? Yeah, the charity is for Fishing for Life, and they have, they do all kinds of fishing programs for people. One of those it's a program called the Next Gen Program. Mm-hmm. And so I've been leaning into that one for a number of years. And they take kids of military families uh, fishing, but they most importantly, they find mentors. Sometimes folks come home from the battle, and sometimes they don't. Yeah. And it was always important for me in case that was me and I didn't come home. I just thought, who would teach my children how to fish or teach them algebra? And this group does just that. And I said, this is a perfect fit. Yep. And so I've helped raise funds and awareness for them. And then the, on the first responder side, it was the local Spring Bay fire, uh, fighters who were getting a firefighting boat uh, for the Illinois River. So they were incredibly appreciative. And I have to tell you, as one last little piece, when the convoy of first responder vehicles arrived on scene to, for the event, they came with lights, sirens, and pumps going. Ooh. And it took my words away for a minute. It was the most moving thing I've ever seen. Uh, and they, they completely enveloped uh, the whole venue there. And, um, you know, afterwards we had, uh, you know, a, a moment of remembrance. Uh, there was a live performance of Taps, a beautiful performance of National Anthem, um, and um, fireworks and a 21-gun salute mm. uh, done by six-inch mortars uh, on site. Oh, my. Was, uh, very impactful, to say the, word, to say the least. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, uh, we've got to wrap this up, Jeff, but can we still donate to uh, help uh, support the uh, Fishing for Life? Wonderful. Yes, and the easiest way to do that, Dan, and for, for your followers, I'll thank you in advance. You can visit MarathonManFishing.com. There's a button on there right on the homepage. You can click that and follow uh, to our, our charity website, MarathonManFishing.com. We'll take you right there. Thank you for, for uh, just talking fishing. I always enjoy the chance we get to talk and certainly about a, a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. 
Well, Jeff, thank you so much for uh, spending a few uh, minutes. I'm sure you're still recovering now a few days afterwards. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I won't ask you about next year's uh, attempt because you've got quite a, uh, a mountain to climb if you're going to beat that, uh, what you did this year. But thank you so much for everything you did to... Um, uh, to, to increase awareness of, uh, the 20th, um, uh, I, I hate to say anniversary, but the 20th, uh, year commemorating, um, the folks who, the folks who responded to that event and, uh, the lives lost then. And we will send people to your Facebook and, uh, website and, uh, good luck and God bless. And, uh, thanks so much again. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks so much. You bet. Jeff Kolodzinski, MarathonManFishing.com is his website. And on Facebook, the same uh, moniker, Marathon Man Fishing. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with a combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the ruffed grouse at American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 39 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or CargoMax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer's on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. You'll enjoy good old-fashioned pheasant hunting at Cackle Creek Game Preserve in Ashapen, Wisconsin. Cackle Creek offers guided and do-it-yourself hunts for pheasants, bobwhite quail, and chuckers in cover ranging from grasslands, creek bottoms, and marsh to sorghum and a variety of grain fields. 
or book a tower shoot for your group event or charity. Let the good times fly with good birds, good cover, and good old-fashioned pheasant hunting at Cackle Creek, online at cacklecreek.net. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Outdoors Radio brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. You can check out Cedar Lake Sales for their website, uh, uh, their website or their Facebook page. You can check them out there for details and updates on what's going on. They have, uh, uh, some 2022 boats in stock. And of course, they're getting ready for your indoor storage as we are staring down on our fall and winter seasons already. We're also brought to you by Remy Battery, family owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. Let's start something. RemyBattery.com. By Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com. And by Flow International Utility and Recreational Trailers. Flow Trailers, where the rubber meets the road at FlowINTL.com. And if you happen to miss an episode of our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, you can watch any show from the past several seasons at MilwaukeePBS.org. And I've been saying the last few weeks we are in preparation uh, for... Uh, recording and producing our new Deer Hunt Wisconsin 2021 annual special, which is shown actually all over the upper Midwest on uh, what used to be Fox Sports North on Bally Sports. But you can watch last year's show online on our Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. You can listen to our radio show online all the time at lake-link.com. You can download episodes up to about a year ago and uh, take us with you wherever you go. We'd appreciate it if you did that. Go to lake-link.com for that. And you can follow Dan throughout the weekend on social media. Follow him at Dan Small Outdoors. Follow me at Hardwater Jeff. And it's no secret to most of our listeners that fall hunting seasons are underway. Of course, uh, Dove is open. <clears throat> the early teal was uh, the first week of September. Early goose uh, may still be going on in some places. Uh, and this Saturday, the 18th of September, is opening day for ruffed grouse in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and South Dakota. And in Minnesota, spruce grouse also opens on the 18th. Uh, and in the northwest sharptail zone, the sharptail season's open. Elsewhere in Minnesota, sharptail season is closed. And uh, prairie grouse season opens on the 18th in South Dakota. So lots of opportunity for upland hunting in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Woodcock season opens next Saturday, that is uh, the 25th. In Michigan, they um, seem to get a jump on things. I believe their season opened on the 15th, as did their sharp-tailed grouse and rough grouse season. Uh, big game seasons in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Archery deer opens the 18th. That's this uh, Saturday for most listeners, today for many of us. And in Michigan, early antlerless gun is the 18th and 19th. Archery opens on the 1st of October. In South Dakota, archery deer was open on September 1st. Pronghorn way back in August on the 21st. For more detail, visit each state's DNR or Game Fish and Parks website. Always check those before you decide to go hunting. 
Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com, and you can buy his CD, Anglin' Wayne and the Trollers, with our two theme songs on it. I'm Dan Small, here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend, and join us again next time for Outdoors Radio. You've been listening to Outdoors Radio, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Find more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Brought to you by Lake Lake your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. The moose's nose And the heron is fishing On one cold leg When the loon cries lover In the blue north wind I'll be trolling home My wrist gets a little chilly On the gunnel When my lazy Ike is just Too lazy to lure When the worms go dry In the coffee can, honey